0: Get ready to listen, learn, and earn CE hours. This podcast features content from an accredited CE activity provided by Calibri Healthcare. Visit EliteLearning.com slash podcasts for accreditation and disclosure statements and instructions on how you may be able to earn CE credits.
1: What we want to see is drivers, and those are two different things. So they're tired, they're burned out, they're they're leaving the profession, they're exhausted. Not just nurses, physicians, pharmacists, the list goes on. So that's why we've got to challenge those underlying beliefs that we have in healthcare uh, that are just not working for us at all. And one of those is you can make decisions from above and, and push them down and they're good decisions. When we've got to move to involving the people who do that work in the decision-making process, that is a fundamental assumption that needs to be put out there and, and that changes our structures, that changes so much. That's how we'll get to a more resilient workplace.
2: Welcome back to part three of our podcast series on building your own credibility on and off the team with Kathy Scott and Bridget Sirikis. They are co-authors of Stupid Gone Viral. Welcome back. Thank you. Great to be here. And I am Leanna McGuire, your host for this podcast series. And today we're talking about risk, which could be a risky topic, but we're we're talking about risk and how it contributes to credibility on and off the team. So, who would like to kick us off on this topic? It's a good one. I'll
1: give it a a shot. Give Give it 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 a
0: go.
1: go. All right. Yeah, risk. I mean, it's everywhere. I don't know if you've noticed. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, we don't always see it until we're in it, Mm -hmm. uh, unfortunately. But uh, just, I think the last several years, we've learned um, how risky The systems that we work in are, well, they, those systems really failed us and um, created problems uh, that were difficult to manage. But we also experienced a lot of risks in our personal lives over the last several years. So it's a really important topic for us to um, talk about today.
0: Okay. Reliability. Yeah, I think it's. I, th- I was just going to say, I think um, risk is so important, but also how we react to that risk is equally as important. So um should be, should be an interesting conversation. Yes, absolutely. So you're, it sounds like a reliability
2: issue when you're talking about for ex- the examples of the last couple of years and the system and how it didn't really support us through uh, everything we went through. Can you elaborate on that reliability and how it contributes to credibility? I mean, I can assume, based on what you've said. No. But-
1: well, just just think about, you know, reliability is, is getting the same results every time. That's what reliability is. And, of course, you want those to be positive results every time. And I think what we have been experiencing is we keep doing the same things over and over and are not getting the same results. And yet we continue to do that because it's more comfortable where right. human beings are pretty risk averse. Uh-huh. And and so we tend to err on the side of doing what we've always done. And um it takes us a long time often to recognize I, I gotta stop doing that. But that uh-huh. means you have to start addressing those risks that have, you know, reared their head um in the system um that you work in. Um, And that means you have to change your behavior also. I mean, when you address risks and behave differently, um, it has a personal impact. And that's tough to do.
0: It is. It is. Yeah, I think we've often seen, as Kathy mentioned, that um, we tend to revert back to whatever is status quo. Uh Because it's so easy. It's what we knew for so long. And just going back there takes away a lot of anxiety. And um, we like to say the status is not quo. So if people could start thinking that way, that would be a lot better.
2: So as a leader, it's important to be adaptable is what I'm hearing.
1: Yeah, as a leader, as a employee, as a parent, as a anything. Right. Good um, point. Just think about the dinosaurs. They did not adapt fast enough. So Um, We have, if we want to survive and actually thrive, we need to, one, be able to anticipate the risks out there and look for them. So that means we got to be aware. And then when they start coming at us, we have got to do something with them. So, you know, how can we adapt our behavior or our systems um, to to have a better outcome, and that requires being conscious about it and taking on um, some problems that might be really uncomfortable. So, healthcare. Let's talk about healthcare for a minute. Let's. Uh, lots of risks in the system, mm-hmm. and um, we often just keep our head down looking at the short term without thinking about the longer term impact and can get into all kinds of problems and I do a lot of investigations of errors that harm patients and have so many examples there but um so for people to stop the line or speak up uh, those are uh, those are taking on the risks and putting some risk on yourself can be tough
0: sure yeah Yeah, that could be very tough. I think adapting though and changing, the older we get, um, the harder that sometimes becomes for individuals. So I think, you know, when you can do that in small ways to start adapting or changing your behaviors, you know, you don't have to change overnight. It's it's impossible. Um, Realizing that just those very small ways that you change behaviors or you adapt um, can be very helpful to a situation and be willing to do that. Um, You know, start small. And work. It'll be helpful. Yes, yeah.
2: and proactive. I, I was just thinking when you were saying about you see the risks coming and you start to develop a plan for that. So it's more proactive than reactive.
1: Yeah, that's the ideal. And, and you know, in high sure. reliability organizations <laughs> are, that, that are consistent in their good outcomes, um, they're, they're paying attention to day-to-day operations. They're paying attention to the risks in their midst. And when people bring them up, they're finding ways to address them quickly versus just let them, you know, simmer below the surface. And, and too often, you know, we normalize the bad behavior and we ignore it, the shortcuts that are going on, and we don't do anything about it until there's a really bad outcome. And then whack. Um, the person who happened to be the Unlucky one um, gets punished in some way, and that's no way to um, build uh, your organization or a culture of uh, where people are willing to take on the tough problems that we're facing today. So we have sure. to counter that.
0: Yeah, I think you see also see that you know even beyond healthcare, you see that in the accounting and finance areas. You see that in the news almost every day. Someone starts out something small in an organization and defrauding the organization. And then before you know it, it becomes huge. And then, you know, you've got an Enron or, you know, many of the famous cases that are out there. It happens all the time. Yeah. So we're not talking, we're not talking
1: adapting in um illegal or um negative ways, which is, is what Bridget was just talking about and what I was talking about. We adapt, we do a workaround, um, we're 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 going for a better incentive, we take shortcuts and, and then we get in trouble. We're talking about adapting so that we can be more resilient, which means we end up being in a stronger, better place. And those are two
0: different um uh, outcomes yeah. that we're looking at here. Sure. Well, i th- I think one of the important things there that is is critical to that is the learning component, because in there, as we're adapting, as we're changing, there will be failures. There'll there'll be some kind of misstep along the way. Um, and as leaders, it's really important to help our staff learn from that. And um, and I think that that when you can when you can experience that learning component and not be punished for that failure, that can that can go a long way to helping you enhance your risk, um, your risk appetite. Sure.
2: Good point. I was thinking of, and this may be a bad example, and it's certainly on a larger scale than just with a team, but I was thinking in terms of the nursing shortage. I mean, 20, 25 years ago, there was just a lot of talk about if we don't do something in 20 years, we're going to have a nursing shortage. Uh- wow.
1: Yes, so right? I've been in nur- yes, <laughs> so I've been in nursing for more than forty years. Um, and we've been experiencing these nursing uh-huh. shortages. And quite frankly, um, we have kept doing the same old things. I so, know um it's really, yeah, that is a great example of um, not adapting in ways that are going to, make us stronger in the future, at least not enough. So um, there's a lot of work going on in that area again. Um, Personally, I'm working on a grant, a large grant, to increase the pipeline of nurses in my state. And um, we're really wanting to do it in a way that doesn't get the same results, you know, five and ten years from now. So we'll see. But but taking on those risks, even even as we're having conversations, we're saying, well, no, we, yeah, but that's kind of hard to do. Yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> um, but it, 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 it's right. something we really need to get intentional about and adapt in ways that, that move us to a stronger position. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so it's making
2: those positive adjustments along the way shows a level of resilience, right?
1: Yeah, and it it, it sure resilience comes when you've really been in an adverse situation, or really challenging times, and then you know that's when we get a little bit better at experimenting and and trying new ways and start questioning those beliefs that we had that no uh, longer hold true, um, uh-huh. we hold on to those way past the point of when we should give them up. Uh, but when we're in a crisis, we can usually acknowledge, okay, um, that belief, that assumption is no longer valid at all. It, we got to get rid of it, replace it with something else. Um, and when we're able to do that, That's when we can move to a more resilient state through adaptation that we wouldn't
0: have done otherwise. Sure. Uh,
1: But it's hard work.
0: Yeah, it's very hard work. And I think probably nursing is one of those areas, too, where they probably think that they're over resilient. You know, they've heard that word a lot. Um, We've built our resilience. We're, We're so resilient. You know, what more do you want us uh-huh. to do? But I think the key there is um, getting back to that adapting, changing, taking risks, experimenting, you know, be okay with some failures along the way. But taking those risks also allows you to become more
1: resilient. Yeah, and I would say they're not, our nurses are not, for the most part, more resilient. They, they're amazing and they have, they have um, survived. I would call them survivors. Yeah. Um and what what we want to see is drivers and those are two different things. So they're tired, they're burned out, they're they're leaving the profession, they're exhausted. Not just nurses, physicians, pharmacists, the list goes on. So that's why we've got to challenge those underlying beliefs that we have in healthcare um uh, that are just not working for us at all. And one of those is you can make decisions from above and and push them down and they're good decisions. When we've got to move to involving the people who do that work in the decision-making process, that is a fundamental assumption that needs to be put out there. and, And that changes our structures, that changes so much. That's how we'll get to a more resilient workplace. I think that's, that's like almost like a mic drop there. That was perfect. Good, good point.
2: I think, uh, I think that we're very, as a profession, very resilient. Um, I think we're, well, we're strong, but I think we're really good in a crisis. But what we, what I'm hearing is what we need to be able to see things coming and make changes before it becomes a crisis. You know it's like a nursing intervention if you see somebody with extremely high blood pressure you're going to walk away until they code no uh so it's i think because i mean we are we're most nurses i've worked with majority are really good in crisis but uh and i'm thinking patient care but but on a larger scale we don't want to ideally we don't want to get to crisis mode um is kind of what i'm hearing here and i can see how that builds credibility Mm -hmm. if you're willing to do those things how could it not right yeah
1: yeah but we, that's totally. a reactive mode, so we're reacting to the right. crisis react react, react, react exactly, holding you know, it all together in very impressive ways, where we need to move to like now that we're out of the pandemic, there's still a lot of bad going on but but we should be we should be looking at and I'm not seeing a lot of organizations do this, but what? What did we learn from this? And so now how do we adapt our current structures um, and our current processes, our current incentives, our current standards to in healthy ways that will make it easier um, to, for people to do the right thing in the workplace? And a lot of people, have they're tired, so they've just returned to whatever was going on before with very little adaptation. And it, that is deeply disturbing because there will be another crisis. Sure. And in the meantime, yeah. people are still working hard and reacting. Yes. So, yeah. Not a good place.
2: Yes. So, if I, and you know, hypothetically, if I was in that situation, I don't work at at the bedside currently, but if I was still at the bedside and, and someone came to me and said, we're going to put these measures into, we, we're taking a look at the situation, we're trying to learn the most from it and adapt so that we're prepared for the next time, that would definitely build credibility in my eyes, as opposed to, let's go back to business as normal until, right? Is that, yeah. That's what we're talking about here, basically. For sure. Excellent. For sure.
1: It. And I'll, I'll give you an example of someone um, I'm coaching who is uh, a supervisor. And her one up came to her and said, You've got too much staff. You, you got to send the staff home. And she had one extra person for four hours. And she said, Are you looking in the waiting room? This is ER. Are you looking at the volume of patients we have? We have twice what we usually have. And she said, Yeah, but you're. You're budgeted to have this staff. So that's, that's, I mean, that is a perfect example of we got to think here. You know, Yes. When you have more patients, you need more staff. We need to be able to adapt our work processes to account for those. And same with how, how you know, how do you adapt when you don't have any patients there? So it's just, and, and what do you think it did to that supervisor? She was really mad you know she's she's trying to just keep it going so so the underlying assumptions of that budget are not adequate for this time or for that situation so those need to be rethought yeah yeah good example yeah good example
2: (laughs) so we're talking about let's talk about i i mean this is all a great conversation when you tie all three of the episodes in this series together. And we talked about biases and trust and risk uh, and building credibility. I think it's just such a great discussion to help people get more of an understanding. Can we talk a little bit um, in general about success in the workplace? Can we pull all that together? You're building credibility. Uh, Let's talk about that Um, and moving forward, trying to move forward in our own professions. Definitely a connection between sure, that credibility. Um,
1: I'll I'll take a snap. Please, yeah. Uh it starts with this. It it starts with my mindset, you know, whether I'm uh, uh at the point of service or um manager or leader, and it, it really gets down to am I willing to look at current state, observe it, see it, see the risks and learn new ways of doing business. I mean, that's really what we're talking about. And if I'm willing to actually admit what's going on and see it and admit that there are problems, then we can, then we can start to experiment and get our arms around things. Um, so it takes a mindset of curiosity, empathy, humility, asking questions, um, checking in, and then saying, "I don't know the solution for this. Let's let's try to figure this out, and and to put a structure around figuring it out, so you can do that. That'd be a good start." Oh wow! Absolutely, absolutely.
0: Yeah, I think it's so great to to always keep in mind. I, I love the first one that you started out with, which was curiosity. That's a a huge one for me. I I mean, I know in anything that I'm learning, any crisis that I'm in, the the curiosity component is so critical to my success and how I move forward. So I think that's important for everyone as they are building that credibility, you know, that resilience, you know, that trust. The curiosity factor is so critical to Uh that. Talk to me
2: about an unhealthy mindset. What does that bring? Anything? Wow! Give me an example.
1: Yeah, an unhealthy mindset is we don't want to look bad. Um, we got to hit this. That's- we got to hit this number, no matter what the cost. It's it's looking at short term, and it's like I don't want to hear bad stuff. Let's let's keep moving forward. So it's it's called a fixed mindset. It, there's nah. no room for being creative or or trying I'm a, I'm a huge fan of small tests of change they're, they're really powerful so I like the that. PDSA cycle mind the study act so uh, you know got to leave enough slack in your system to allow for that kind of work to go on during these times so we can learn and and adapt and keep moving in a positive direction instead of the status quo so uh, I would say the opposite of an un, of a healthy mindset is I'm closed. Here's here's what we you know what we have to do. Don't want to hear from you. Hit the number. Hit the target. Get her done. Right. It's not right. going to work in this day age.
2: No. Good point. Good point.
0: Well, and that's so unhealthy. It just stifles. Um, it stifles creativity. It stifles problem solving. It stifles innovation. Um, you know, it it stifles all that critical thinking that is so necessary. So that, that unhealthy mindset can, can almost be paralyzing. Takes coins out of that credibility bank, right? Absolutely. So a healthy
2: mindset is about perception, being aware of perceptions, uh, maybe listening, paying attention to those assumptions. We talked about biases. It's all of those things that we've covered in the last three episodes of this series and how that contributes.
1: Yeah, and and a willingness to take take some risks. Yeah, to absolutely. yeah, improve a situation, you yeah, gotta yeah. be willing to do that in this day and age. And that makes you a bit vulnerable, and that's kind of scary and challenging. So yeah, absolutely. Um, it's important to have important to have some tools to do that kind of work. And if while you're building credibility with people on your team,
2: you're also building credibility with other people within the organization. That's how that contributes to. You helps with that too, right? Yeah. Absolutely. A- absolutely. Well,
0: because everyone talks. Right? Everyone talks. everyone tells the story. Yeah. You know, hey, I, I just saw this occur. Um, it goes like wildfire. I mean it's it's unbelievable. Yeah, so it's true. Um, you know, it could it could work to your advantage or disadvantage.
2: Yeah, absolutely. It speaks to leadership. So that's really that's really cool.
0: Well this that's- has been a really informative
2: and helpful series on building your own credibility on and off the team. And we have covered again talking about bias in the first episode and trust and risk and success. Uh, it's been a really uh, total of uh, of an hour of really great information. So I thank you again, both for coming here as subject matter experts and having these great conversations with us. Thank you, Kathy Scott and Bridget You yeah. know, A pleasure. And, thank you. And uh, I'm Leanna McGuire, your host for this Elite Learning Podcast by Calibri Healthcare.